Have you ever wondered what it would be like to redesign your life completely, to step out of the ordinary and embrace a journey dictated not by society's norms, but by the deepest desires of your heart? Today, we're joined by Marnie, who, alongside her husband, embarked on what they call a radical living challenge. It's a tale of transformation, courage, and the pursuit of a life filled with meaning. Get ready to be inspired as Marnie shares her journey of breaking free from convention and designing a life that truly resonates with her soul. Now let's dive into this remarkable story. This is Take the Damn Chance, the podcast committed to supporting you as you take the chance on yourself and bring your big dreams to life. You know the one, the one on your heart that you keep pushing to the side because it's not the right time. My name is Bevan Fair, and I'm the founder of the Take the Damn Chance movement and creator of the Do the Damn Thing method. Yes, I say the word damn a lot, but it does mean something. It stands for decide and declare, attend your own party, moments not minutes, and now is the time. When it's come to navigating difficult situations and bringing my biggest dreams to life, this framework has changed my life, and I know that it can make a huge impact on yours. It's time for you to take the damn chance. Welcome to the show, Marnie. I am so excited to have you here today. I am just beyond. I'm, I love this topic. I love talking about it. And I'm just, it's like so excited. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, we'll dive right in. So you've okay. had, you know, a career and it, you know, you've had a lot of different avenues that you've gone down, but recently you and your husband have started a new adventure, really living life on your own terms. Can you talk about that? Because that's something that most people never even consider. Let's be honest. Well, let me just tell you what we're doing. So in 2021, we made a decision to do what we call um, a radical living challenge. That's what we named it. And it was really about like, how can we live like a life that we design that is a life of meaning and fulfillment that we literally curate to be the biggest expression of both of our souls, like manifest in this world. And we'd been doing some life design and design planning probably together since 2015. And then during the pandemic, of course, you know, we had a little more time and we got into it in a bigger way. But the moment for me and I was so struck by this moment. I was like 54. I was sitting in my office and my kids empty nest. I had, I can tell more about the story, but I had broken my sacrum. I like thought I wasn't going to walk. I recovered. I'm sitting in my office and this butterfly came and I had a medium once tell me that my mom had passed away like 15 years ago would come to me in really small things like butterflies and birds and Anyway, and I saw this butterfly and it just struck me. My mom died when she was 64. I was 54. If I have like nine or 10 years left to live, do I want to spend it yearning for the nostalgia of motherhood and the last 30 years of my life? And I was like, no. And that was the beginning. Wow. I think that we go through this in whatever phase we're in, you know, like, we think that some phase or some achievement or some accomplishment is going to be like, okay, I've done it. Like, this is giving me everything I need. And if we're not really doing the inner work and we're not asking questions about what really makes life meaningful, then we're just like powering through the phase, 
waiting to get to the next one, you know, hoping that that's the thing that then makes yeah. us feel fulfilled or happy. And I think that that happens, like, whether you think it's a career or you think it's going to be getting married or you think it's going to be having kids or you think, you know, it's going to be like, you know, retiring. People are like, I'm going to wait till I'm retired to be happy and have a fulfilling yeah. life. I became really passionate about, you know, really living life on your terms and curating a meaningful life wherever you are in your life because life is precious, as you know. Yeah. So as a very intellectual person as well, I swing back and forth of listening to my intuition and my gut and, and feelings, which I think a lot of people listening are probably also very intellectual. Yeah. And the idea of kind of pushing that to the side and instead, like you said, living from your feelings, I would imagine might make a few people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. So this and this is what I mean by that's really more like your intuition and your heart. Yeah. Right. But yeah. so what I started doing is and this was like where, you know, we do this life design process and we teach this to our clients. And so I was like, I need a process because I have to work with my intellect. Right. Yes. Like I, I need to I need to process. I need to have a process in order to feel my feelings. <laughs> exactly. That, that's my mind. And that's my way. And so over since like 2015 or whatever, we, we had been looking every year at this annual planning process. And we started thinking about like every year would be like, what were our peak experiences and how can we design our life to have more peak experiences? And we were trying to figure out, like, what do we want to do? And in this process, we started looking at peak experiences. And they were all like outdoors. They were in nature. They were like being physically challenged. They were about peace. They were about all these certain criteria and adventure and new and novel. So I sort of got a clear idea of like what really what I call blows my hair back. So we decided to do some experiments, right? Yeah. Like, so let's experiment. And you don't just like blow your life up and be like, I'm going to do radical stuff. You're like, okay, like I'm an intellectual, logical person. So how can I design some experiments to start curating my life? And so what we did is we rented an RV. It was a process. We rented um, a smaller one, like a Sprinter van for two yeah. weeks. And then we ended up doing a, a six weeks in a 40 foot or 36 foot RV because that was what we were sort of thinking. Like we wanted to travel. We wanted to do a novel. There was just like a whole bunch of criteria. We did the six weeks. It was like in the fourth week where I was like fighting. I was like, oh, I, need, I should sell my house and just do this. Like, no, 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 you can't do that. Don't say that. You're not done with the experiment yet. You need to answer all the questions about the experiment. And then it just hit me. And I was like, I want to do this. I'm ready. I could do this. And so we did have a bunch of questions going into the experiment, which is another really important part of the process is what am I actually testing? So afterwards, we sat down and we finished the process and we looked at the questions and we decided to sell our house get an RV and travel around the country for a year and try and figure out like where we want to really like spend our time and be in that yeah. process of what's the next part of curating? Like, what does it live a filling, meaningful life look like? And that included, it wasn't just where do we want to live, but it was like, what kind of community do we want to have? What kind of friendships yeah. do we want to have? What kind of legacy do I want to live? So it impacted like every single part of our life. Yeah. This fits so perfectly into like the decide and declare and creating your damn manifesto because like you said, it's not just one thing. It's not where do I want to live? It's all of these different areas. I look at it as your six dimensional why. So financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, socially, spiritually. And, you know, you're obviously getting more specific with the questions, but 
part of why I encourage people to do that is because when you're very clear about those different areas of your life and how what you're doing is going to impact them, then when it gets hard, the RV breaks down by the side of the road, you know, you can't get where you need to go, whatever that is, you remember all of the reasons why you're going to do this. Not just, hey, I want to live in an RV, but this is the legacy. This is this connection. So I love it. What I really want people to do is to have the courage to go say, I'm going to commit and do this for five weeks. Because that's the, we have this fantasy. Like if I just do that, then I'll be, you know, whatever. And so it's about taking the risk to like be intentional about it and design these experiments as part of your life so that you enjoy the journey. It's not just waiting to live your life. And look, here's the thing. It's about having the courage to try because you will never know what you don't know unless you are actively engaged in the living process. So do you seek wisdom is like, are you constantly putting yourself in situations where you're even collecting data where you can refine? Um, And for me, like if I didn't change it up at 54 or whatever it was, I wouldn't have grown in any of these ways. Literally, my life, it just would have been the same Marnie, you know, like rinse and repeating, going on a trip, doing this. And I interviewed um, Rabbi Steve Leader once for my podcast, and he wrote a book called The Beauty of What Remains. And he said it the best. He was like, you know, I've been in a thousand deathbeds. And what I've learned is that when I, I want to like literally slide into that casket, like, you know, like I hit like a home run battered and bruised with some broken hearts and some scars and some wounds and feel like, you know, like, and that's a wrap. Yeah. And yeah, I, I lived. Yeah. Right. Damn, I lived. Right. And, and so that's the legacy that I want to live. And that's one of the questions, right? Of a meaningful life is what did I create? And I want to be creating, I want to be creating opportunities. I want to be creating new experiences. I want to be creating legacy. I want to be creating meaningful experiences. I want to constantly be creating in my life. And when we're creating, we're going to live a more meaningful and fulfilling life. Okay. So are we constantly seeking wisdom? What are we creating? What are some of the other questions that you ask yourself, you ask your clients? Well, this is a really important one. Um, Did I count the blessings? And right. And I think this is um, this is more than just do you have a gratitude practice? I think for me, like when I uh, when I teach this, it's really about adopting the skill of wonder. And this is really about if you have kids, right? Like, you know, that first time they go to Disneyland or they see a princess or they see a snowman or whatever, you know, they're just like it's that childlike wonder. Right. And so did I count the blessings is, am I living my life from a place of wonder, including even the mundane? So beautiful. What are some of the other questions that you recommend we ask ourselves? One of the other ones that I really, really love is, did you take time to listen? It's really about, are you cultivating a practice to listen to yourself, to get to know yourself, to have stillness in your life? Right. Are you taking moments for that introspection and that reflection? Because if you're not listening and you're just like bombing through your life, if you're not asking yourself these questions, if you're not taking a time to cultivate a relationship with yourself where you can hear the whisper of your soul so that you can hear what you're yearning for and longing for, 
you're living that life just so up in here, right? And I think that a lot of people have that realization in the pandemic, you know, everything got shut down and they had to listen. And now, you know, they're just back to it. And I think that it's in a really important part of creating a spiritual practice, whatever that means to you, where you connect and understand that there is a divine part of you that is part of the divine universe, whatever you want to call it, and that you allow that to pour into you and through you so that then, and that's why I say like, I want to have like my time there be an expression of that. Well, the only way that I can do that is if I actually can listen to what that is. And I think that people need to realize that listening takes place in different forms. It doesn't mean you need to do yoga or meditate or light a candle. I think that that can be walking in nature. It can be like for my husband, it's surfing or being active. So it's creating some sort of practice or habit where you are listening because you can't design your life from your your soul if you're not listening to the art teacher. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also think being willing to both listen but also hear and trust. Yeah. Say, okay, you know what? If I'm still in quiet and I think, what is it that I really want? What is it that my soul wants? When I work with people going through creating their damn manifesto, and the first thing we pick is their yes. And what we do is we go broad first and we brainstorm anything and everything you could possibly want to do because we've forgotten how to dream like children. Yes. Yes. We dream like editors, right? We dream and immediately say, nope, can't do that. That won't work. Instead, we turn that piece off and we just go broad. And then we come back the next day and we say, let's get more specific and pick the thing. But Wow. Yeah. Just to be willing to listen. Now, Marty, what happens if we don't do that? Like what happens if we don't ask ourselves these questions and we've got a good enough life and we just keep going on that life? In your experience, what does that look like? Well, this ties into what I wanted to say about your last comment. When I talk to people and I was just talking to somebody earlier and yesterday about this is our studs are so mm. programmed in the editor that we don't even know that there are options, right? Like mm. we were talking yesterday on a coaching call about some questions about community or something. And I was like asking people like, okay, so do you want to live by water? Do you want to live by mountains? Do you want to have nature? Do you want to be able to walk to town? Do you want to be able to... Um, not have a lot of traffic. What kind of community do you want? Do you want ambitious people? Do you want nature people? Do you want nature people who are ambitious? Like there's literally like so many questions you could ask about where you want to be. That's yeah. just one little category of your whole life, right? This client was like, oh my God, like I never even thought about this. Like I never even thought I had to, I could ask those questions, yeah. like, right? And that's just, again, one little area of your life. Yeah. and. What I want people to understand is that if you don't like start to take stock of all the shoulds and the social constructs and rules you're following that you didn't even know were rules, you may find that, you know, at some point along the spectrum of your life, you realize that 
you're on autopilot, you're burned out, you have everything that you thought was supposed to make you feel happy and you still feel empty. People start to numb out then or find other things to create excitement in their lives, whether it's drinking, infidelity, um, like over shopping, overeating, right? Like trying to find something to fill the hole in their soul. And then you're unhappy, you know, and then you're looking for things to like try and make you happy. And there's a lot of possibilities. And I want people to understand that, like, what would it look like if you just were courageous enough to ask one question, like, is this really what I want to do or what I should do? or what I thought I wanted to do, or what my mentors or teachers or family told me I should do. Because when I work with people, and I'm sure you have the exact same experience, you're like, there's so many shoulds you have going on here. You could do whatever, you kind of can do whatever you want in a way that doesn't blow up your life. You just have to be intentional about it and curious yeah. and very brave, very, very brave. Yeah, I always say, you know, take the damn chance doesn't mean you say, screw it, throw everything to the wind and, you know, just leave, right? Burn it all down. You can do it with thought and data and questions and strategy. You can do all of that. But like you said, there's so much possibility. But just I love what you said about being courageous enough to ask yeah. the question. So yeah. Beautiful. Marnie, I could talk to you about this for hours. My hope is that everybody can be courageous enough to just start asking the questions of themselves. So powerful. Where can people find you? Find out more about this process, these questions that you have. Like, where do you hang out? Besides in an well, RV first, and soon to be Colorado. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm super excited. I'm publishing a book with this whole process that from Hay House. It's not coming out for a little bit, but I'm super excited about that. But in the meantime, you can go to instituteforlivingcourageously.com, find out more about the our Radical Living Challenge, get on the wait list for our uh, Next Live Life on Your Terms uh, cohort, and uh, just be part of uh, the journey. I love it. We will have all of those links in the show notes. I have so enjoyed watching this unfold for you, and I Love that I get to keep doing that and seeing all how you are living courageously. So thank you for what you're doing in the world. And thank you for being here today. I so appreciate yeah. it. If you're curious how the do the damn thing method might work for you in your life, then I invite you to book a do the damn thing discovery call with me. I've opened up a few one-on-one -on -one calls this month and you can book yours at callwithbevan.com or click the link in the show notes. Together, we'll explore your damn manifesto, how to find your damn people, and we'll map out how you can bring your big, bold dreams to life. Well, look at you taking the damn chance on yourself. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if there's someone in your life who needs a little boost of inspiration, I would love it if you share this episode with them. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on all the social platforms at Bevan Farrand or on my website, bevanfarrand.com. And be sure to let me know what you want to hear next on Take the Damn Chance.